Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's Joseph and today I have a very interesting episode lined up for you guys. Um, I have a brother in Christ, um, a good friend. Um, I would like him to introduce himself. Hello everyone. Um, thank you for this great opportunity, Joseph. Uh, my name is Femi Ologunoshan. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you, bro. Um, so basically, we're going to be talking about um, uh, a topic that we've been thinking about for a little while, and it's basically called "Elected by Grace," and it's just going to be like a conversation, you know, more so. And um, in picking up this topic, I read two verses. And based upon those two verses, I came up with this idea that, oh, we should do this topic. Okay, so the first verse is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. And it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Okay, and then the second verse is First Peter chapter two verse nine, and he says, "But ye are an elect race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that ye may show forth the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light." So, elected by grace, you know. Um, I think a question that I often get is, you know, um. What happens now, you know, now that you're about this Christian life, this Christian work with God, um, are you sure you'll be able to keep up with it? Um, why do you feel like this is the right path and all of that? And, you know, just reading from these verses, one striking thing that I think you see first is that I didn't choose, I didn't just choose God, He chose me. And, you know, I more or less basically accepted the call. Um, what do you think? Because it's a call to be holy, right? And so mm-hmm. when you tell, when you say, oh, you know, I'm about this Christian life, people automatically believe like, okay, this guy is like holier than thou. Um, I, like, what do you think about that? I'm 100% bro. I agree with you. Like, when you think about it, um, based on what you just read now, like, we didn't choose ourselves and we can't it's by the grace of god you know and that just naturally tells me that um i can't rely on myself that i can't feel like okay this christian walk will be possible by my own strength like the person who's called on to us by grace definitely is the same person that's going to equip us with whatever we need to keep going so that's the way i see it no definitely because you know, I think one thing that I would say discouraged me a lot, you know, coming into this work with God was my, I was thinking, how am I going to get rid of all those mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. habits I've been dealing with my whole life? As in, why is God choosing me when he knows <laughs> all the terrible things that I've done, you know, all the places I've been and all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So for a long time, I was like, I kept asking why, like, why is this happening to me? And, you know, I was just like, I would have loved to live like a regular Christian, you know, pray, you know, do your thing, ask for forgiveness, <laughs> you know, that that whole life. But I, I went once I began to realize that, you know, 
God was calling me to a deeper walk with Him, I was a bit terrified. You know, I don't know if you ever felt hundred percent. But I remember, like in twenty nineteen, when we even like started catching up again together, yeah. bro. There are times when I'd call you and like share what was actually going on with me, yeah. and like you'd say basically the same thing. Like it's it goes. You know what's crazy is like the fact that we had almost like the same. <laughs> The same events happening at the same time. Honestly, honestly. But I feel like it was just a blessing in disguise, to be honest. Because I think one thing that helped me, you know, personally a lot in this work was just hearing from other people. You know, there's something the Bible says about um, <clears throat> fellowship. Like, it's just, it just helps you knowing the fact that you're not alone. You're mm-hmm. not in this Christian work, you know, alone. And just like sometimes when we talk and like, you know, I tell you, oh, this is what I'm dealing with. You tell me this is what you're dealing with. You know, we talk, we pray. It actually blesses me way more than you can ever imagine because I'm just like, after that, I feel so strengthened. Like, okay, this isn't just me. Like, mm-hmm. there are other people, you know, in this definitely. as well. Definitely. You know, so, so definitely. So, um, just going back to the whole thing about living a holy life, what would you say, um, you know, someone is like, okay, I love God. I would like to live for him, but I can't, I don't know if I can't deal with these habits um, that I've been struggling with my whole life. Um, and I don't know if God would be patient with me to, you know, get rid of them. I don't even know, I don't even think it's possible to get rid of them. Like, what do you think? Mm, first of all, um, God is love, right? And one of the qualities of love is love is patient. So when it comes to patient, that's naturally you should know that, okay, that's God's nature. So he's going to be patient. For me, looking back, what I would say is um, building habits. Like the first thing I would do is, it doesn't matter how long, just create a system where I know me and God can commune, like a personal time for me and God. So devotion in the morning before I go to bed. And then from there, his spirit will woo you into, you know, making it longer. At least personally, that's the way it was for me. And I feel like there's power in habits. So I think definitely habits and just knowing that whatever doubts you're having when it comes to, is it going to be patient to me? All of that stuff. It falls back to love. What the true definition of love is. And patience is definitely one of them and a lot more. So, yeah. I love what you said. You said something about building habits. So, it's like you're building new habits to kind of overcome the old, the old habits because, you know, <clears throat> there's something the Holy Spirit, you know, impressed on my heart a long time ago. I was dealing with certain things and I was like, God, like, why am I still struggling with this? Um, why is this still happening? And the Spirit told me, listen, even if you do the worst thing, commit the worst sin, every day, maintain your prayer time, maintain mm-hmm. your word time, and let me be the one that will change you. So it's like the more I kept on fellowshipping with him, like even if I, I'm struggling with something, as I kept fellowshipping with him, I realized like I kept on receiving this grace, you know, and strength from like nowhere, but obviously he is from somewhere. And then over time, mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, overcome some of these things because I maintained that place of fellowship. I don't know if you've ever experienced like Definitely, definitely. 100%. I agree with you 100%. I think... Because at the end of the day, like, it's still a journey, right? So when you're starting, you're not automatically just going to go from zero to a hundred and then be that perfect representation of what God sees you. You have to grow into it. And like, personally, 
what I tried to do was irrespective of how, um, let me say, how much I felt, I still kept that routine, still tried to keep that routine. And the more you try, the, the more it becomes to, you know, the easier it becomes to like just yeah. keep going and keep going. doesn't matter if I don't do it today or maybe like just trying to maintain that consistency. Definitely, bro. Definitely. And, um, <clears throat> okay, just, just getting this conversation a bit realer, you know, people that is like your old friends that knew, knew that guy, <laughs> knew that guy, like, you know, that you were maybe like some years ago, like some of the terrible things I did yeah, and all of that. Um, <clears throat> and then they're listening to you. They're like, ah, like, <laughs> you know, like, what's this guy up to? Like, you know, who is this one for me, Pastor, <laughs> on Instagram and, <laughs> and all of that. Like, you know, and I'm sure like a lot of people will be thinking that way as well. Um, <clears throat> so basically, okay, I'm a guy now. Like, you know, I, I, I knew you and maybe like we even went to terrible places together. And, you know, I was with your right hand guy in doing terrible things. And I'm seeing you preaching now. How, how do you think I should receive that message from you? You know, like, it's difficult to process it, you know. How can you explain, mm. you know, going from that point where you were in the world to come to this point where, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to leave for God now. Mm. Well, that's powerful, man, on my own life. But the way I like to see it, like, um, first of all, it's it's really not like, I don't matter. It's really not about me. Like, when I'm putting a message out there, I'm trying to say something. Like, it's I don't care what you think about me. If you're listening to the message, that's enough, right? So yeah, that's yeah. how I see it. And then another another way I like to look at it, if you're actually going to, okay, say, okay, let's put the person into perspective. We as human beings, we're supposed to evolve, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of existing growth. Yeah. So um I'll say, yeah, like, I just see it as evolution. Like, a what better way to actually evolve in Christ? Like, that's, that's the best way. So for me, I would say, I know it's not easy, like, man, even me, I used to be like that when when I was still, like, very carnal. Yeah, yeah. And I'll see, like, maybe some of my friends in uni that were actually, like, on the Christian work. I'd be like, come on, see this one's in, in just the form, holy, holy. But, like, now, obviously, I kind of understand better. And, like, when I look back, you know, like, it all makes sense. But I'll just say, like, yeah, man, it's really not about me. And as long as the message is hitting the right spots, then, yeah, it's fine. 100% man like I just remembered something as you're talking I remembered in high school yeah when we're in SS3 we would have this prayer with our chaplain in school you know so everybody in SS3 would come pray like in the courtyard mm-hmm. and while they're praying I remember sometimes me and some of my friends would go to the top floor in boys hostel looking at them <laughs> dissing them calling like calling them names and stuff and you know I'm sure God was just looking at me like, look at this guy. <laughs> you know, you don't know you're going to be preaching my word, you know, in some in some years time. But I think that's real though. You just have to really reckon yourself dead, you know, like reckon that old man dead. You know, there's something Paul said. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Oh, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it's like... <clears throat> You have to really see and understand that that guy that was, you know, doing all those terrible things and 
living that life is completely gone. Even though, like, you know, some of the mentalities and mindsets are still being undone in your mind. So maybe, um, you know, immediately you become this Christian working with God. It doesn't automatically mean the next day your life is perfect or you no longer have struggles mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you used to have. It just means you're in the process of allowing your mind to get to such a place where you are fully um, entertaining the things of God and not the things of the world. I think that's another process that I feel like a lot of people, you know, have not come to understand. They feel like, oh, okay, yeah, Christian, so why are you still doing this? You get like, I think people yeah. still feel like immediately you say, okay, yeah, for God, automatically, um, it means everything about you has to be perfect. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, honestly, I think first of all, Okay, from a Christian, there are Christians that say that, right? And for me, the way I see it, it depends on foundation, like the foundation with which your Christian work has been built upon. Yeah. Because it's not every Christian, there are some Christians that understand that, okay, it doesn't work like that. So, Definitely. in a way, like me personally, I was born into a Christian family. That doesn't necessarily mean that I kind of understood yeah. who really God was, you know? Yeah. So, in a way, I can relate to someone saying, something like that if they have the foundations of their christian life wasn't built let me say the right way mm. and um and um yeah even um you know paul talks about in romans 12 verse 2 you know tells us something about you know renewing our mind do not be confirmed to the patterns of this world but by the renewing of your mind and the renewing there just automatically tells me that it's continuous you know like yeah. it doesn't just happen one time so yeah no, bro, that's, that's, that's real because, you know, that verse you just mentioned, when I discovered that verse, it hit me really hard, you know, because I understood, you know, how we're meant to live as Christians now. It's meant to be a constant renewal of your mind, you know, because what God wants for you is right to have his thoughts in, his thoughts in your heart. That way you'll be able to express the life that he has for you. So it actually takes time to develop a new kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot 100%. of time. And it takes a lot of dedication and deliberate effort. Because think about how long it took you to, you know, begin to think the way you do now, you know, and, you know, you have to literally change all of that and, you know, um, replace it with God's word. So it takes time and deliberate effort. And I think this is something that isn't spoken about enough um, among Christians. I think this is something that I feel like a lot of Christians have never come to recognize that they need to do because they feel like, oh, Christianity is just like, um, religious. <clears throat> yes, just basically the whole religion thing. Like you go to church on Sunday, maybe on Wednesdays, if you are that holy, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, and then, um, <clears throat> and then if you sing, you ask God for forgiveness and you keep it going. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's not the way it should be. I think, you know, that's one, that's one thing, like, I'll say a lot of people see, even Christians, they see Christianity as a religion. There's a religious um, aspect of Christianity, but yeah. that doesn't make Christianity itself religious. Like, you know, Pastor Chris defined one time, you know, Christianity is the external expression of God's divine presence within a person. And to keep that going, there is a religious aspect tied to it, but that doesn't make Christianity, a religion. So, yeah, 
Okay, yeah, no, definitely. Because I think even what you said, because I think um, you know, it, it was in James. I think James one seven. I'm not sure. Um, okay. where James said um, you should, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans, and then um, keep yourself from being polluted by the world. This is your mm-hmm. true and acceptable religion. So this is the only part in the Bible that basically infers that there's a religious part of Christianity. But Christianity itself is not a religion, like you. Um, rightly said, it is the expression of the life of God through human being. Mm-hmm. You know, and once we understand that, that every day, what God expects from us is to express more and more of His glory. Then, I think the way we live our lives would change. You know, a, a like yeah. significant bit. You yeah. Know? yeah. Okay. So, um, one thing, yeah, like I also want to ask, yeah, I think there's been a pattern recently where we've seen. Um, renowned men of God, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but we've seen renowned men of God like come into like some very serious troubles, you know. And you know, every time this happens, um, you see um, many Christians, and this is what I've noticed many Christians bashing these men of God and you know, basically calling them out on social media and all of that. And I would like us to talk about two things first things first. Um, why would you say would why would you say a man of God, um, a man that has gone so far in terms of his work with God, would be able to fall so hard? You know, what could be a potential reason of that? And then secondly, why do you think Christians always want to attack and um air basically our dirty laundry on Twitter? Why don't you feel like um Christians would approach the issue, you know, in a more, um, not secretive, but in a manner that, first of all, honors the body of Christ, and then secondly, a manner that shows respect for our faith. Mm. Mm. I'll start with the first one you said about why a pastor could um, fall short. I think um, definitely, first of all, you have to remember that um, these people are also human beings, and, you know, it's all in levels. You could see a pastor who is doing wonders, you know, doing great things. That doesn't mean he he he's not carnal minded or not you know yeah. doesn't have you know like that could still be there and um yeah it could depend on a lot of things. Maybe his prayer life is suffering at the moment or yeah. some aspect of his you know dedication to towards his relationship with God isn't the same, and then that may be the cause. I don't really know too much about that, but but the part where you say about um Christians, you know, bashing these pastors, I think it's just not lack of knowledge of God's word personally. Yeah. Because you know, Jesus tells us he he literally tells us how to deal with this kind of thing, you know. He yeah. tells us not to um what what he uses this example about the weed and um you know the true plants. He yeah. says, "Let all of them grow together." Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. basically, he was just trying to tell. He was basically trying to tell us that don't don't do the judging. It doesn't matter if if you say a pastor is fake or he's real. That's yeah, none yeah. of your business. Yeah, yeah. Take. Yeah. That's why I say it does. It's not about the person. Yeah. Take what the take the word that comes out from the person's mouth, yeah. and if he aligns with God's word, that is your business. Yeah. Whether or not you, the person is fake or the person is real, yeah. now nah, you're you're not you're not supposed to play God in anybody's life not to talk of someone that says he's ordained by god because 
if he's truly ordained by God and yeah. then you're bashing him, you're literally insulting the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us not to, you know, Jesus tells us you can insult God, you can insult me, but don't insult the Holy Spirit. So I think it's just lack of knowledge of the word of God and just, you know, erring, like just guessing. You know, that's, 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 I love what you just said. And, and one thing, you know, that, you know, I also, um, that also came to my mind as we were talking, right? In terms of these pastors that would I say have like some difficulties or end up having like some problems once they get to that level, I think something, you know, that happens, you know, you said their prayer life maybe drops. I think something that I've noticed these days is this new trend of celebrity Christianity, so mm. to say, you know, mm-hmm. we see like, we think the best, um, Christians or the best, um, Christians to look up to are those who have like, Two million followers on Instagram, you know, or, or those who are like the most popular, would I say, pastors, mm-hmm. you know, celebrities, social media influencers who are also followers of Christ, you know, and in terms of that now, you know, there's also this pressure as well on those people, yeah. you know, because a pastor has like, you know, this amount of followers is a, is a um, young pastor, maybe not young, but youngish. You know, he walks out, he's still good looking for his age and all of that. Obviously, he's going to um, have increased attention because he's in the spotlight, yeah. you know. So that also um, draws like more people towards him. So I think once you get to that level, right, you need a certain level of discipline, Definitely. right? Definitely. You know, with how you relate with people, your interactions on and off social media. And I think like it takes a lot of deliberate effort because... They're dealing with things, you know, that everyday Christians don't do, you know. So mm-hmm. maybe you, the one that's judging at home, you know, saying, oh, like, why would this pastor um, go and cheat on his wife? You've not been in the situations this guy has been with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, you've not been in the situations this guy has been in. And, you know, you're in no place to say, oh, okay, um, this guy is a terrible guy. No, you know, I mean... I'm no, I'm in no way, you know, condoning um these wrong things. 100%. But I'm saying a master is a servant stands to be judged by his master. Hundred percent. Right. Okay. So and Christ is not blind to these things that are happening, you know. So obviously he's going to judge them. You That's know powerful. And you know, there's something as well that I think we forget sometimes is that God said, Touch not my anointed. Hmm. And you said you, you, you basically said, you know, if the guy is truly anointed as you know, he may claim to be, then it's risky mm-hmm. to judge mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. you know, because you are basically um, stirring up the wrath of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think it's something a lot of Christians need to understand. And once we begin to submit ourselves totally to the Word of God, then some yeah. of these things would begin to, like, fade away. Mm-hmm. You know? And then <clears throat> something else um, I, was, I was thinking about as well is in terms of um, this walk with God, right? I feel like one thing we can never neglect is our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because our relationship with the Holy Spirit is what births, you know, whatever purpose, whatever walk we have with God. And once you begin to um neglect your time with the Holy Spirit, right, you begin to fall into the trap of going with the flow of the world. Yeah. Because it's the Holy Spirit that reminds you, okay, see You've been traveling around, you've been doing this and doing that, but um, there's lust growing up in your heart. You need to spend some time and work on this. You need to um, adjust the way you um, talk with this particular lady. 
or you need to stop talking to this lady completely. Maybe your wife should take over the counseling sessions and all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you, the more you spend time with the Holy Spirit, like these things, you know, would they, they might come up, but then um, they will be taken care of at the very earliest stages, you know. Yeah. All right. So we've spoken about a bunch of stuff. So now, you know, let's get a bit more personal. <laughs> you know, so you now, you know, man of God, <laughs> that you are. Um, how do you deal with your relationships with the opposite sex now? Because obviously now, um, there are certain boundaries I imagine naturally you would have to place. So how do you deal with addressing like your relationships with the opposite sex? How? Has that changed, or how is that changing you know, going forward? Mm. Okay. Um, for me, it's more like how is that changing? So, like, um, oh, how would I explain this? I think, yeah, like you said, it's just the way I try to do with it now is um, trying to set boundaries, but like at the same time, it, it's a bit difficult sometimes because um, if maybe someone messages you or you reach out to you know a girl there's this i don't know maybe it's just me oh, by the way sorry this guy is the official bring back our girls no actually we commend it for this him guy. because this guy. This, this guy is the guy that was stealing all the babes you know um, that year but don't so listen to him. that's he's why god talking. had to catch him <laughs> you know i'm bringing him to the chatting. other side he's just but, chatting. but yeah go on bro. but um okay so yeah dealing with that i'll just say what I what I try to do now is without necessarily saying okay because uh, well do I see someone can just message you or reach out to you and then just say hey please um <laughs> don't talk about this don't talk about that I try as much as possible to control the conversation mm. and then I just yeah I just don't overthink it too much and um just go with the spirit so yeah and um yeah sorry just one more thing that I didn't really used to do before so like a thought could just come to my head like oh you haven't heard from so so person in a while Maybe let me just let me just message her and i don't really check my motives like check why i'm actually messaging her and then i might not really like mean the things i'm saying but like i just just start chatting for for no reason really that, so that old man trying to come back <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah like one thing i would say that i do now definitely before i I try as much as possible before I reach out to someone. I ask myself, why are you reaching out to them? Like, yeah, what's up? Are you trying to check up on them? Mm-hmm. Are you like, yeah? So yeah, motives for me is a big one. No, oh man, that's 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 profound. Bro. Like, motives you have to be intentional with every relationship. You know, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's that's something I try to do as well. Like, you know, try to basically define every relationship. You know, I'm talking to you. Okay, what is it? Am I talking to you because I'm interested in starting a good relationship with you that would potentially lead to marriage? Are you looking for a wife? This oh. guy, this guy wants to marry you. He's looking oh. for a wife, guys. So, or oh, am yeah. I talking to you um, just as a friend that I'm checking up on? You know, just trying to see how you're doing. You know, regardless, I think it's important to make it clear because you know there's something there's something um, Paul told Timothy. He said basically. Um, talk to the younger ladies as your sisters mm. with all purity, right? So if you have that mentality that, okay, this girl I'm going to talk to now, she's my sister, like literally, 
you would be careful with the kind of things you tell her. You get, and yeah. then you also wouldn't want anything bad to happen to your sister. So you're not going with the mindset of leading her on. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's helped me. And um, as you know, as we're growing, like we we'll get even like more um, what I say precise. You know, with all of this. Definitely. Um, so I think you know that's basically the end of the conversation. Yeah, good one, man. Do you do you have any last words for you know the listeners? Um, um, well, I'll just say, man, come to God, man. Stay there. Yeah. And let Him refine you. And just enjoy the journey, like, you know, yeah. Lovely words, bro. Come to God, you know, come to God. I, I it couldn't have, you know, been said better. Sorry, just one more thing. And, you know, it's it's cool to be a Christian. Like, you, God wants you to have fun. He doesn't want you to be a boring Christian. Jesus wasn't boring when he came. You know, the first miracle he did was at a party. So, obviously, <laughs> godly party. I don't mean going to the club and popping all those kind of bottles but like you know have fun with the brethren you know yeah, and yeah. Um, you can be cool and serve god you don't it's not boring to serve god yeah. yeah wow so i love those words bro you can be cool and serve god at the same time 100%. <clears throat> okay so um i've enjoyed this episode dearly um you know thank you very much for having this conversation with me um, thank you, Bruce. I, know. I believe you. it's one of many that we'll be having um, constantly because I think there's a lot, of, there's a need for a lot of conversations within the Christian community. I think these conversations not only helps one to grow, but also helps us to understand where we are, you know, individually. Because I've understood, I've learned a lot just listening to you, you know, and I would definitely go back and check some things about my life and also aim to you know get to the next level of my work with god all right guys so that's the episode for today um it's been lovely having this conversation with you um i hope you enjoyed this conversation and i hope it builds you up you know spiritually as well um make sure you follow me on instagram at sold out for jesus pod and you know if you have any questions also send me an email at sold out for jesus pod at gmail.com and i hope you have a lovely week lovely weekend as the case may be till meet again stay blessed study god's word and you can be cool and follow god <laughs>